0: One, two, three. Welcome to Three Song Stories, the place where music and memory are transformed into biography and storytelling. Thanks for listening. I'm Mike Canary. Our guest this week is Michael Owen. Michael was born in Pittsburgh, but moved around while his parents were finishing school. His father was the Lee County attorney from 1986 through 2010, and his mother is a speech pathologist in the public school system. The majority of his childhood was spent in Boise, Idaho, and that's where he first studied photography. He moved to Fort Myers full-time in 2000 and attended Edison Community College. That's before it became Florida Southwestern State College. He then went on to Florida Gulf Coast University, where he graduated with a B.A. in English lit. It was during his time at FGCU that he picked back up with photography. He took a photo course and started working for a local wedding photographer. And It was that combination that helped him realize that he could build a career with photography himself. While finishing his undergrad, his wife started Audrey Snow Photography, and he joined her after graduation and worked with her until 2015 before going back to school at the Academy of Art University in San Francisco to get his master's so he could teach. After grad school, Michael began teaching the Photo 2 course at FGCU and also shot for the Naples Scout Guide for two years before joining Marissa Collections in 2017. And now he's moving on from that, he's just accepted a position at Penn State University where he'll be their new brand photographer and on top of all that Michael says he's a father to an amazing daughter stepfather to an amazing son and a huge lover of ramen hey there Michael Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Thank you for doing this. Thanks for being flexible with the timing, and uh, thanks for doing it before you leave town. Absolutely. So I'm so glad that you guys could have me in today. Really appreciate it. So you attended ECC before it was (laughs) FSW, so it was still being called Edison Community College at that time? It
1: was, yes, um, back when Edison State
0: College was a thing. Um, I but went, it was state college at that right. point. Yeah. So it wasn't. It was Edison State College, not Edison Community College, because that's what it was before Correct. it became state college. You're right, You're right college. actually. You're right. Uh, thank Sorry, you Sorry, i got to call you back yeah, on that. No, that's okay. It was community college. Correct. 'Cause uh when I went I went there in like ninety ninety one and we used to call it high school with ashtrays. Right. Because <laughs> <laughs> You knew everybody right. that was there and there was still smoking <laughs> allowed in Florida. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we'll get more into that in a little bit. So um your bio says you grew up in Pittsburgh, but primarily really grew up in Boise. Boise, Idaho, yes. Born in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania,
1: nineteen eighty one, and then moved to Idaho in
0: 1986. Okay. How would you characterize the musical background of your time in, in, am I saying it right, Boise? Boise, yes. With the S, not a Z. (laughs)
1: Um, It was very interesting. Um, We were very West Coast rock, um, I think, in the group that I hung out in, specifically. Um, We listened to a lot of deft tones, um, I want to say corn, you know, stuff like a little bit harder, some ska mixed in there, um, but
0: it wasn't—you uh, know—there wasn't a lot of um, East Coast influence. What's it like to be in Idaho in that time and place? I've never been in Idaho, so I'm a—is a I'm at, isn't that where the? Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah, (laughs) it was. Actually, we watched that movie all the time. I'm like,
1: ah, it looks just like where I grew up. (laughs) So that is where it was, or at least close to there. Uh, It's a little bit further south. Um, Boise is a little more west than where they filmed the the actual film. But so you grew up in a fairly rural sense. Um, I grew up in the city. So we're a little bit Ahead of everybody else, we actually got a mall the year that I moved there, which was very exciting. Wow! Yeah, we uh, we we all hung out at the mall like you see in the TV shows. It was great. Um, but growing up in Idaho was amazing. Um, we got all the winter sports: um, snowboarding, skiing. Um, you know, lots of kayaking, canoeing, a lot of outdoor recreation. Um, it, was, it was beautiful. I, I absolutely loved it. And it was a lot smaller than it is today. Um, hmm. Boise has grown exponentially since, since I grew up there. What, a lot of people
0: complain about it. <laughs> I, I, no, I totally get that. Um, what was being played around the house? Did your folks play music? Were you being exposed to music, you know, at home, grandparents, anything like that?
1: Um, not so much with my mom. My parents separated when I was pretty young. Um, she moved out there um, after the divorce. My dad stayed here. Um, so, with my mom, not so much in the house. Um, she listened to a lot of classic oldies um, in the car, a lot of Amy Grant. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, with my dad, it was a lot more musical influence, a lot of blues, um, CCR, Tom Petty, Huey Lewis in the News, all that really great stuff. Eric Clapton, um, you know,
0: classic. Classic good blues, rock, that kind of stuff. What's the earliest musical memory that flashes into your head if you try to go back, even maybe pre-Boise? Pre-Boise. I think that would be breakdancing
1: to Michael Jackson's Thriller at North Fort Myers High
0: (laughs) when I was about— So you did start here and then go there. When you said he stayed here, I wasn't sure if we were talking about Pittsburgh or— They were here together for a short time. So— Dan- Breakdancing to Michael yeah, Jackson I was North enter- Fort Myers right. high
1: as a little kid. Yeah, I was entertaining the high school students at their senior prom. Uh, my mom had, she was a chaperone and she brought me along and I just went on the floor and went for it. <laughs> <laughs> Did <laughs> but you? I do remember because I love the attention. I thought it was so fun. Were you already a break dancer? I thought I was. <laughs> Did you have parachute pants? Uh, no, I think they were. Um, Just regular jeans, but I know I had some Sperry's on and like a Lacoste (laughs) shirt or something. My mom loved dressing me up like a little preppy.
0: (laughs) Um, Were you living in North Fort Myers when you were here?
1: No, we actually lived um, just a little bit south of here off of 41 in a a condo. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, Musical instruments as a kid? Um, I tried really hard. Um, I played the saxophone for about three years. Uh, never really got good at it I pl- I could only really play Ode to Joy and that was about it <laughs> so so no real music I was more into sports what sports everything yeah. um yeah I was a f- three letter varsity um letterman my senior year yeah basketball, basketball. soccer track um football uh, I didn't play my senior year but I did play junior year um I was the kicker <laughs> okay yeah well, that makes sense yeah Um, And then um, I also did Debate as well. Hmm. So I was pretty busy. Yeah, not not a lot of musical playing, but I listened it, you know, before every game, every practice. Um, music was a huge
0: part of, you know, warm-ups and all that stuff. Did you have different kinds of warm-up music based on the sport you were playing, or was it always the same sort of stuff?
1: Yeah, it was very specific to a genre. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was very, like, hard rock. Um, Deftones was the biggest one. I'd crank that and just you know, get hyped up before games and matches or whatever we were doing. And that, that really set the tone for what was going to happen during that game.
0: <laughs> um, uh, first music you own, do you remember like the first music that you either bought or were, you know, you asked for? The f- yeah, actually
1: the first tape, and it was an actual tape I got, was Green Day um, Dookie. That was the very first tape I got. Doing this. <laughs> <laughs> and I played it in my yellow Sony Walkman that I just I almost wore out the tape out. I mean, I absolutely love Green Day. It was one of the most mind blowing genres of music that I'd heard um, up until that point. Um, but the first album I actually bought myself was um, Offspring, um, their their first release. Uh, were those the first bands you were super into or was oh, that yeah. th- those were the ones? Yeah. That that kind of set the tone for the rest of like twenty years. <laughs> <laughs> um did you have siblings? I have one sister, yep. Older or younger? She is younger. She's about Eight years younger than me. Oh, so probably
0: too far away that you didn't really influence her. By then it was a different thing. Yeah,
1: she had her own genre. And I was down in the basement um, singing as loud as I could, and they'd come down and laugh at me. (laughs) Her and her friends. Uh, First music you saw live? Uh, It's actually a funny story. Um, First music I saw live was UB40 with my mom in Portland, Oregon. And we saw you be 40 because my mom turned 40, and my uncle thought it would be hilarious to buy her tickets. To see ub 40 on her 40th birthday, ah. so her and I went out to Portland to meet them, and again I was dancing and
0: having a great time. <laughs> did you know the band? I mean, they no, not at all. Did, did you? No. I mean, they had a couple really well known songs. Did right. They... Yeah. And uh, the Jim Blossoms actually
1: opened up for them. Oh, yeah, were you so excited about that? I had no idea who they oh, were. Oh, really? Yeah. No, I was too young to know who they were, but I had a great time, and I just I, I got into the band later on, uh, but not at the time. Definitely not. When did you get your first camera? Oh, geez. Uh, There's a picture of me when I was two holding a, I think it's a single flash camera that I use on some of my profile pictures. So I think that was the very, very first camera. I was about two years old. Um, And then I got my first real camera from my dad uh, my junior year of high school, uh, 1996, when uh, he saw that I started getting really serious about it. So that would have been a film camera. Uh, It was. Yeah, it was a Canon um, Rebel Mm-hmm. Um, so one of the lower end, but it, I shot that thing like crazy. I still have it. Um, it's one of my favorite cameras. Still use
0: it. How much did you shoot film before digital came along? And we'll get more into this in a little bit. But yeah, I just for wanna, sure.
1: I just want to lay the groundwork here. Yeah, of course. Um, I shot film up until about 2000 and I want to say eight.
0: Okay, so quite so, a while. Yeah, for a long time. You, um, you stuck it out.
1: I did, yeah. I, I was one of the last <laughs> remnants of the film age, and I actually worked in a dark room and all that stuff. Cool. Um, I know I don't look it, but you know I'm older than I look. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, the film I, – I still shoot film to this day. Um, over the years, I've collected some of the cameras I coveted when I was younger, so – I get to play around with those now, and it's it's a
0: lot of fun. That's very cool. Yeah, you could do one of those, like, 21 Jump Street things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, let's do your first song. <laughs>
1: nice. So the first song that I chose is one of the early memories that I had um, of being in Florida with my dad. And, you know, th- th- there's moments when you're a kid that you just kind of sticks in your head, and this is one of them. And it was me driving up to Pittsburgh to – go live with my mom and he just played neil diamond <laughs> over and over and the only song that stuck in my head from that whole album was america and to me it really resonated because we were literally driving through america seeing you know the landscape and i just I, when i hear the song it resonates so much with me because I can see the hills, I you know, we'd stop, I'd play in the grass and it it's a very visceral feeling for me. Um, you know, I kind of get choked up <laughs> talking about it, but um, it's just a really powerful memory. And I know you guys asked for those types of songs that have those sort of connections with them and that's the strongest one that I have. Um, from being little, I mean, I was only probably like five or six mm-hmm and it just really 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 stuck with me all my my entire life um, so um, yeah i mean when 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 it builds up boy it
0: it it hits hard. <laughs> yeah. This is um, it's the it's off the movie, the Jazz Singer, right? Um, which came out many years after that. Did right. you see that movie?
1: No, I haven't actually oh, seen it. And okay. what's funny is I had to call my dad to verify that that was the album that he yeah. kept playing because I knew that was the song, but I couldn't remember what album it was on. And he told me, yeah, the movie had just come out and I bought the soundtrack and we oh, listened to it. Oh, the movie's that old. I yeah. didn't realize that. Yeah, yeah. He uh, he bought the soundtrack and just played it the whole way up there. <laughs> so that
0: was just his jam at the time. It
1: was, yeah. Um, Neil Diamond and, um, God, I forget the other singer. I think uh, it was another country singer. I forget his name at this point in time. but Do you remember what kind of car you would have been in? It was in? a U-Haul. A U-Haul truck Yep, with yep. a tape deck. A bucket seat. We both sat in the front. Back when you could do that, <laughs> you can't really stick five-year-olds in a bucket seat nowadays up front. But, yeah, we, we sat
0: in the U-Haul and, uh, and trucked it the whole way up there. Well, let's imagine that, <coughs> watching you look out the window. Beautiful. At the world flying by, America flying by. Um, <laughs> this is America by Neil Diamond off the Jazz Singer album. This is Michael Owen's first song on this week's episode of Three Song Stories. It, it,
1: was, it was an interesting moment because... I didn't really understand what was happening at the time. I was going to ask. Yeah. Um, And it was just a fun trip that we were taking. Um, And it didn't really sink in until later, what was actually going down. Um, So I was trying to just remember the fun that we were having in that truck. I knew it was a heavy moment (laughs) for him. Yeah. But he made it fun.
0: I can relate. My parents divorced when I was about five, and then we moved to Florida. Mm. So, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, that's the strength of a father. Yeah. You know, made it fun. Made it fun. When did you put that two and two together with that song? Like, how much longer into your life did you remember that song through a more grown up lens?
1: Probably when I had my own daughter.
0: It was not till that much longer. Yeah.
1: Wow. I didn't really realize. Like you were saying, the power of father is, uh, you know, keeping things light, you know, not showing the struggle or whatever's going on. Just, you know, let's let's have some fun, you know. So I don't I don't think I put that the two and two together until she was born. And then I was like, oh, I get it.
0: (laughs) When we asked you to do this show, was that an obvious song or did you have to kind of dig back? to? No,
1: that that was 100 percent obvious. That was going to be my first song. Yeah. Yeah. Because that was a very strong memory for me. And I've I've when when I heard about this show, I always thought if I was on this show, that's the one that I would go to first.
0: Hmm. And yeah. here you are.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh... well, that's what I love about the concept of the show, and I was so excited to do it because I don't know, it's like music is so it, it, it it's almost like a like uh you know, smelling grandmother's cookies, you know. You you hear that song and automatically you're right back where you were. Mm-hmm. And you don't remember anything else about being that age. But, man, that that moment sticks in.
0: You said you asked your dad if that was the album that was on. Yeah. Did he offer you any behind the scenes of his side of that story or did you just leave it at that?
1: Not too much. Um, we don't talk about it a lot. Yeah. It was, it, like I said, it was a heavy moment for everybody. Yeah. And uh, I think he's just, you know, we're happy to just be where we are now. Everything's great. Everybody's happy. We're all doing our own thing. and. You know, life worked out the way it was probably supposed to. Yep, And, you know, that, that just that was important for me it was, you know, getting that out there.
0: Um, well, let's move on to some lighter yeah. things. <laughs> uh, assuming that your high school years weren't horrible, right. what was high school like for you? You said you were a sports guy. Yeah, did yeah. You, Were you doing photography during high school? Did you do any other kind of art?
1: Yeah, I was. Um, I definitely did photography. I started my freshman year of high school. Um, and I did it all four years, um, which was great. Um, again, working in an actual dark room. So
0: they had actually a, a, you could take photography for four years, not part of some other like media class. It was right. like photography. Yeah,
1: it was an actual photography class. And you had, it had pre prereqs, prerex excuse me. So you had to take it, you know, at least two years before you could take the upper level classes. Um, and then once I had done that, um, I actually, you know, just kept doing it. Um, I never really stopped. Um, But as far as, like, other stuff in high school, I wasn't the best student. Um, I was more focused on athletics uh, where I did excel and I had to make up for it later, which we'll come back
0: to, which is why I went to ECC (laughs) (laughs) for the first two years to get my grades back up. Um, Songs from high school years, dances, any musical memories embedded into that time for you?
1: Yeah, I think every dance that I went to, they played Vanilla Ice I mean, every single sure. one. Yeah. Just did you do the, any break dancing? Not there, no. <laughs> <laughs> I learned at that point that I was not a break dancer and I did not do that anymore. Um, it was mostly just a lot of jumping. <laughs> right. you remember a first slow dance or an early slow dance? Not really. I mostly went with a lot of friends. Yeah. Um, that was kind of the thing. I think I went maybe with one or two girls that I was seeing, but... Not, nothing too serious. Um, so no, not a lot of slow dance memories there, unfortunately. Did you do
0: any, um, uh, it was, was it CDs by then? CDs, yes. Yeah. Did you do mix CDs is what oh, I'm Oh, yeah. And I, you...
1: I had a, a side hustle in, in high school, burning and selling CDs. <laughs> they, were they mixes? Oh, yeah. yeah. Was just
0: like the early days of LimeWire and yes. Nestor and all yep, that?
1: <laughs> yep. I would take requests from the students and then I would go back to the house and, and Mix them up on the on the computer
0: there, and then take them back to school and sell them. <laughs> well, I, that's uh, I would have been doing it if that was then. Yeah, too. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't very lucrative, but you know, it was it was fun. What about mixing CDs for somebody who you wanted to, you know, either for yourself or somebody who you wanted to impress with your musical tastes? Or oh yeah, impress upon them definitely a, did a, that. a hidden message within
1: a series <laughs> of songs. Yeah, yeah, definitely did that. Uh, a lot with my wife actually. Um, we exchange. Uh, song uh mixtapes today like not actual tapes but uh on uh, on apple we we make them for each other it's a lot of fun doing that with her and i'm i lack Behind her in sending songs, she's a lot better at it than I am.
0: (laughs) So she's always getting on and be like, you haven't updated my playlist lately. (laughs) Is it a a matter of trying to expose to new music that's coming out or just songs that you come across and you're like, I want to put this in your brain?
1: Yes. Yeah. It's definitely the latter. Uh Um, She hears a song and she's like, this made me think of you. And that's why she's always getting on me, like, you're not thinking of me as much. <laughs> <laughs> but um, definitely, yeah, when, when I send a song to her, it's definitely because it resonated with our relationship or where we are, or where we came from.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you did a bunch of sports in high school. Mm-hmm. Were you hoping to go on to play sports in college? Um, if it had come up, I would have, but I wasn't really
1: pursuing it. Mm-hmm. Um, Post high school, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Um, so from that standpoint, you know, it was just one of those things. I kind of went where the wind took me. Um, Which is where? Here. Right after high school, I flew right to Florida. And your dad was still here? Yeah. He he's stayed here. Um, he was the – or yeah, he was the county attorney for – Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that. About thir- – almost 30 years. Uh, he was the assistant county attorney and they moved up to county attorney. Um, so he stayed here, did the Florida prepaid program. Hmm. So I got to go to ECC and FGCU, um, which was great. Um, so, yeah, that was that was post high school. I moved here and just stayed here the whole time. Been here for 23 years. You got your degree in English lit? Right. Why? I thought that I wanted to be an attorney. Oh, um, is that
0: a path toward attorney?
1: Yeah, apparently it is huh. <laughs> <laughs> for some people. <laughs> Um, not for me. I realized that there are people that were way more passionate about that stuff than I was, and that's kind of nice. That was a nice thing about going through that program as I kind of figured out that that's not something that I wanted to do. Um, and actually, during my time at FGCU, was when I took the job with a local photographer as an assistant photographer, and then I was managing her studio as well. And I realized that you can make a living as a photographer, and I had never thought of that. I had always Thought that oh, photography will just be something fun um, that I'll do as a hobby, and you know, I'll have my real job, and then I'll you know do photography in my free time. Um, and then FGCU started a photography program here, and I think it was the first class that they offered the first year that I actually took it with um, James Greco, and again. I married the two and realized, you know, this, this is my career path. This is it. Because I was as
0: passionate about photography as those other students were about English lit. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. um, as a, you know, your dad was in a county attorney, attorney for many years before that probably. You don't just like graduate right, and become right, a yeah, county attorney. Right, right, right. Um, You know, what did he think of you pursuing photography?
1: Oh, 100% supportive. Oh, both, cool. Yeah, both my parents. My mom is a huge um, artist um she does every facet of art that you can think of um kind of come from that that comes from her side um my dad was a hundred percent supportive of all of that so there was no hesitation He was like go do it that's why he bought me the camera like i see that you have a passion for it
0: very supportive do you remember um an image and i know it's probably impossible to think of the first one but an early image that you got where you were like "Huh, i think i know what i'm doing here God, I still probably not. Yeah. (laughs) To this day, I'm still working on it. But did you feel like you had a handle on the DSLR the first time you got it and started playing around with the light meter and knowing the, you know, setting the aperture and the f-stop and everything? Did it it come easy to you? Because that's like, there's a whole mental thing going on there.
1: Yeah. And it was not easy. Um, It was one of those hurdles that I had to really overcome because I had what I thought was the artistic side of it, but you have to learn that technical side. Yeah, Yeah. back then you did. Yeah, Now you can kind of like jump right past it, sort of. Yeah. But you'd be better off if you didn't. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there's a lot less of the technical stuff now with with the LED screens in the back. Um, But no, the the technical stuff came later. Um, That's something I had to really work on. And I would say I've kind of gotten to a point where I'm – almost, I would say I've gotten really good lately uh, within the last six years working at Marissa Collections. Um, That was like going back to school, actually. It Mm. was very fast-paced, a lot of different type of shooting, a lot of demands um, as far as uh, lighting and uh, composition and that kind of thing. So yeah, it it took a while to get good, I think. Um, In the early days, I think I thought I was good, <laughs> but other people may have disagreed. <laughs> sure,
0: that's how life works. Right, right. You're gonna look at yourself in ten years ago. Ah, you didn't know nothing, right. Michael. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. What were you doing? Yeah. Um, any musical memories associated with your time at Edison and or FGCU? Did you, uh, you know, see bands around town?
1: Um, not too much, actually. I was pretty busy working at the YMCA and going to college. Um, I working
0: think... at the YMCA, doing yeah. Work. I
1: worked at Lee County YMCA as a um, aftercare counselor, oh. and I taught. Which st- one? Uh, Lee County, Lee County YMCA. But where is that? Like, oh, it's over off of Royal Palm and McGregor.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. By uh, by the Alliance. Right. Yeah. yeah right across the street. Okay. Yep. Exactly. You were one of those people that were marching kids yes, back and forth was into me. the field. Yep. I okay. checked them
1: off the bus. That was me. I was standing out there. Yep. Um, but yeah, I was pretty busy doing that stuff, so there were not not a lot of music influences there. There was a pretty big gap where, I kind of separated from music a little bit. <laughs> um, you went
0: off to the West Coast for your MFA. Correct. I did that remotely, the school that I went to. okay. So you didn't, like, smell the sourdough. Yeah, no, unfortunately.
1: (laughs) I was only out there for graduation. Um, My wife would let me go three years
0: out of there. Well, that makes sense. I was trying to put the pieces together in the bio.
1: Yeah, that that would have been tough. We had a relatively young child at the time, so there was no way that was going to happen. So I had to find a school that was... Um, that, that you could do it remotely. And that was the best one
0: that I could find. What's the, what's it called? I didn't write it down. It's the Academy of Art University mm-hmm. out in uh, San Francisco. Cool. Uh, how does that work being a photographer doing a remote class? You don't, you're not necessarily writing papers. You're probably shooting and yeah, it's uh, getting a, feedback on what you're shooting.
1: For sure. It was a lot of both. Actually, we did a lot of papers actually. Oh, yeah? yeah. It was
0: especially cause you're kind of on a track to be a teacher at that
1: point. Right. I was. Yeah. Right. The, the objective was to teach here at FGCU, um, so there yeah, it's an interesting process because all the feedback you're getting is you know it's done through the computer, so you're not seeing a face to face critique of your work. It's just you know here's some suggestions, you know, not more of you know pointing to something or you know something like that where you can kind of get a visualization of what they want um so that that was kind of a challenge doing it remotely it was it was an interesting process. when was the last time you were in a dark room? oh goodness um probably high school.
0: So it's been a long time. Yeah. Do you still shoot film ever? I do. Yeah. I have it developed here locally. Um, that place down South off 41 create a photo. Yeah. Yep. Yep. D three. It's my man. It's like the only place in town that'll do <laughs> yep, it. Yep. Exactly.
1: I was just there this week. It's funny enough. I found, or sorry, my mom found a camera that was my grandfather's that still had a roll of film in wow. it from the sixties. And, uh, I left it in D3's hands, so hopefully we get some good was stuff out of it. Was it fully shot, or did you yeah. shoot a few rolls of no, those? No, it was fully
0: shot. Hmm. So it should be be interesting to see if anything comes out. I shot on film for many years, um, and I pulled out one of my old DSLRs about three or four years ago, and mm-hmm. I put a roll of 36 black and white in it. Okay. And I would shoot one shot during a moment, and I stretched it out over two years. Oh, so wow. So when I, when I got the roll back, yeah. It was two years' worth of memories. Wow. And I've got another one now that I'm about a third of the way through. Oh, that's, that's my amazing. new little project. Is that's just, super cool. You know, you you just like a time capsule. Right. And you're like, oh, that's when we were at the flea market for Christmas. Right.
1: <laughs> oh, that's so fun. Yeah. Yeah, I did um, something similar where uh, while I was in school at, at AAU, um, I started a project called One Camera Project. And I got the inspiration actually from hearing a story here on NPR where – They would send a guitar to different musicians and they would compose a song on Uh, that guitar. Yeah, yeah. And I took that idea and adapted it and bought a Holga camera, which is like $15. It's a medium format plastic camera that is notoriously bad for light leaks Mm -hmm. and just, you know, camera or lens distortion. And I sent it to people all over the country to use. Oh, cool. And they would send it back with the film that, you know, that they had shot. And I developed that and created a whole collage of their images into one big image. That's
0: very cool. Yeah,
1: it was pretty neat. Um, Unfortunately, I didn't get to use it for school but
0: it was still pretty neat <laughs> my first camera and we're nerding out now oh yeah we'll get to your second well, I heard you you a, a second yeah. <laughs> my first camera was a friend of mine gave it to me when I first started shooting I had one of those Advantixes, mm-hmm. and I was like really into it and so he gave me his dad's old Yashica T- TL Super which okay. he had bought during the Korean War yep. and I took it down to Harmon and they were like oh it's got light leaks and the light meter didn't work right. and he's like they were like throw it away and I shot like 2,000 rolls of film through it with oh, no light wow. meter oh, so man I my brain worked out the <laughs> Um But I went on a road trip out west and literally like on my second day, I went to take a picture and I heard this horrible clinking sound. And I opened it up and the l- mirror had fallen off. Oh, no. But it didn't break. Right. So I yeah. went to the store. I bought super glue. I glued it back on. It wasn't on perfectly. It was kind of cockeyed. Right. Which meant then from then on, and I still have the camera, if I <laughs> aimed it at a bright light source, it would create a rainbow. Oh, that is so and, cool. And in that old SLR, I could see what I saw in the... In the eye was what would be on film, so I oh, could wow. literally put rainbows into shots on purpose. That's amazing. And I was like, "I win." Yeah. <laughs> well, there's you put a patent on that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but that's what that was the old time. I would get them developed at Walgreens. Okay, know, back then. Yeah, yeah. So well, I remember going to Harmon too. That that was a big thing back when yeah. I was younger as well. Okay. Well, we could talk forever about the cameras, but yeah, we're not yeah, going yeah. to. Let's yeah, do your. What we're here for. Let's do your rusted root song now. Okay. Perfect. Yes. So. This
1: song was something that we would play when we were hanging out on our front porch of our house that we bought in 2009. And we just, we played it every time we were out on that porch. And every time I hear it now, I just think of being in Florida on our house, or sitting on our porch at our house with the family gather at a game of Uno, hanging out, laughing, maybe a few drinks. (laughs) And just... With the f- all, f- all four of us sitting on the porch having a great time. And I can't go anywhere now and hear that song and not think about that moment or those
0: moments. I'm trying to figure out where you were in 2009. That was 14 years ago. Was this, you were already married at this point?
1: Yes. Uh, we got married 2010. But this is your wife you're sitting with. Yes, she was my fiance, fiance <laughs> again, at the time. Right.
0: 21 Jump Street. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm like, was he really <laughs> married 14 years ago?
1: <laughs> yeah, we'll be celebrating our 14th year in the house, which we're just, we're getting ready to sell. Um, and that, again, that's, that's the memory that I want is to have that moment. Because the, I remember pulling up, to that house when we were looking at homes in Florida to buy and uh, both of us wanted to live off McGregor and our realtor Denny Sharma shout out <laughs> showed us two. Uh, he showed us two houses and the house that he, we, we ended up buying was the second house because the second I saw it, I was like that's the house that we have to have it was built in 1925 it's almost a hundred years old it's got tons of problems but we love it to death um, it's it's hard to let go of that house. I bet. And, yeah, again, when so I— So you've
0: been in it since then.
1: Correct. Yeah, that's the only house we've lived in. This is the only house my daughter has been in. We brought her home in this house. And, yeah, it's just those fun memories of hearing this song hanging out on the front porch. Like, literally, those are the best moments that I
0: could think of living here. You got to go out on that porch and listen to this song before you head to fill Philadelphia. Absolutely. Yeah, man. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Uh, and this song is just one of those songs that has so much I don't know something, It's so fun It has so much feel in it Right You know what I mean? Like yeah, I've yeah. heard this song in ages And yeah. I guarantee you as soon as we start playing it I'm going to be like, oh yeah And I have no idea what they're saying yeah. Oh, of course not <laughs> I don't even know if they know Right Well, should we
1: listen to it? <laughs> Imagining you on the porch That would be wonderful Alright,
0: this is Send Me On My Way by Rusted Root From their album When I Woke It's Michael Owen's second song here on Three Song Stories This is Biography Through Music Oh boy,
1: nobody oh, nobody yeah. What do you What do you say?
0: <laughs> I smell patchouli when I hear it. Yeah, that big song. time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's hard to put into words how many good memories we have listening to that song. I mean, it was just lots of laughs. It was It was
0: a lot of fun. Does your uh, your wife know that you are sharing that song for this? Or was this oh be yeah. a surprise as she listens to it now.
1: I had to run it by the whole family because there yeah. are a bunch of songs we listened on up on that porch, but that was the one that we all agreed on. Were there uh, what were some of
0: the other ones that may have
1: risen close to the top? Um, I forced them all to listen to Kurt Vile albums. Oh, okay, so there was a lot of Kurt Vile because um, it really had a nice mellow tone to it. Um, a lot of Stick Figure. Um, you know, a lot of reggae. <laughs> hanging out on, the, hanging on the front porch or doing drives out to Captivo, we
0: always listen to reggae. <laughs> mm. um, so you finish your, your English Lit degree yes. at FGCU. Had your wife started the photography business by then?
1: Yeah, she started it in 08, uh, okay. I believe, if I'm, if I'm right. So
0: quite a while then. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: And... um Right when she started it, I was still working for the other studio, and then I transitioned over to working with her.
0: And after that, we just we went ham. <laughs> uh, break up the pie of what that photography business is. It You know, it's uh, portraits, weddings, commercial. Sure. We really didn't start doing commercial work until
1: later on. We mainly focused on weddings at the time. Mm-hmm. And at the time, we really focused on shooting up in um, Sarasota, tampa um some down in naples and it was great i mean we really got a range, a really wide range of um, venues and vendors that we worked with and we did that for about ten years. Hmm. So and you shot a lot of weddings. We did. Yeah. It I can't even count. And you shoot them <laughs> in
0: tandem. So you guys would have your assignments and kind of yes. be on all the angles yeah. and everything. And it was
1: a lot of fun. Um, we had a guest uh who I knew pretty well at a wedding one time come up and tell us, like, it's amazing to watch you guys shoot. It's yeah, like watching I get a it. dance.
0: It's, I get it. Yeah. 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 Um uh, biggest uh biggest disaster that you've experienced at a wedding, not from your end. Sure, sure. From it and then we'll get (laughs) um unfortunately i
1: don't have a lot of really bad stories i know most of the weddings that we shot were flawless um i think one of the maybe the saddest thing i don't know if I just
0: something that pops into your head you can sterilize it if you need to or you know don't say something you don't want to
1: sure yeah um yeah, I don't really have any good stories on that.
0: <laughs> they, they, they were really it's uh, a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, what about, I mean, the on your end, there's technical challenges. There's moments that can be missed. There's data that needs to be preserved. Have sure. you always pulled that all off or have you ever had any scares?
1: We had one scare. We had a lost SD card uh, one time. That was it. Um, but we recovered it. Everything was fine. Where was it? Uh, in my pants pocket. <laughs>
0: oh. <laughs> you just didn't expect yeah, it to be yeah, there. No, <laughs> I shot a few weddings back in the day on film, and that's a nightmare. It is, yeah. That's I never nightmare. Did that. I never did that. Because then you got to either have a ton of cameras or yeah. be really good at putting that next roll of film in. Right. Yeah.
1: So when I started, um, the photographer that I – the studio that I worked with, she shot weddings for a very long time. And my wife actually worked for the same studio. As her assistant, before I started, she moved up to being the a, another photographer there. Um, but she remembers the bag being about 300 pounds mm-hmm. <laughs> in 90 degree weather, mm-hmm. and you know just shadowing the photographers every footstep, you know, right behind her, just in case batteries die or roller films burn That's... up. You know, it's yeah, hmm. a lot of work. When was the last time you shot a wedding? Uh, I'd say about four weeks ago. Oh, okay. So you're
0: still, still, still uh, still there.
1: Mostly as a favor to another photographer friend of mine. Uh, yeah, he's a Tampa based photographer, um, Jamal. And uh, he uh, he likes me to shoot with him. I love shooting with him, so I agreed to do it, and we had a great time up in uh, up in Tampa.
0: And when did you start working for the person or the company whose name is on my hat? So I can't see without taking it off. Marissa Collections. Marissa yeah. Collections. When did that come around?
1: I started with them in 2017. Okay, um, I, I, August 17th, 2017. Um, and I've been there ever since. Explain the
0: scope of what that is, because you're leaving that soon.
1: Right. Yeah. Tomorrow is my last day, mm. actually. Yeah, it's um, kind of sad. <laughs> um, like I said, it was a great place to work. Um, I really feel like I gained a ton of real-world experience Explain there. what
0: it is to our listeners who don't know.
1: Sure. So Marissa Collections is a small retailer. Um, they sell fine fashion. Um, it's a boutique down there. It's uh, pretty well-known big pink building. Um, but the job entails me f- photographing all of their ready-to-wear um, on models um, that come into the studio. We'll photograph them, and then I'll also shoot um, on a lot of their ad campaigns as well. And so
0: you have a they have a studio.
1: They do, yeah. We have an in-house studio, and that's changed a lot since uh, I started. Obviously, you know, technology changes, and we move things around. But um, it's been it's been a lot of fun to see it grow and change since I started. Um, we've really come loops and bounds. When I first started there there were, four of us working in the web department. And now there's, I think, close to eight.
0: Wow. Which is, yeah, it's pretty impress- impressive to see the growth. Hmm. And you're uh, moving up to Pennsylvania because you're going to become the James Greco of <laughs> Penn State. Is <laughs> that right. it? Yeah. Shout out to James. <laughs> <laughs> is that about right? Yeah. I
1: mean, that's kind 100%. of what he here. yeah yeah here. Right. Yeah. It's exactly, that's exactly Talk it. Talk about an arc. Right. Yeah. I mean, he was the inspiration for me to pursue it um, before I actually took the interview, I called him up and got his impression of what the job would be if I, if I did pursue it. And he, he was excited to, to talk to me and have that conversation. So yeah, big, big thank you to uh, James for that, because he gave me the courage to move forward with that um, and, you know, got the job. And yeah, the family's going to move up to Pennsylvania State College and work at Penn State. Uh, James, if you're listening, you're still invited to this <laughs> show. Well, he's one of my recommendations. Okay, well, you'll be like the third or fourth. He, <laughs> he's kind of dodged us. Is over he really? The years. Oh, <laughs> that's so funny. Well, he's a big music guy, so I know we should get him in here.
0: <clears throat> what are your thoughts on um, the? You know, we have the large language models, the AI, the generative AI, the the uh, I forget what it's called, but um, you can make images that are photorealistic of certain things from scratch now. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts on that in terms of how it's going to impact, especially like product photography, stock images? I need a doctor sitting at a table with the, you know. Right. That's all like a few key clicks away now. It is very interesting to
1: see where it's going with photography. Um, I think right now we're at a point where it's just blending the two. Um, I don't think right now companies are that interested in generating a hundred percent AI driven images. Um, we've actually experimented with incorporating AI into the images themselves. So, you know, we'll clip out the model and then render a background. You know, we want to put her in Paris or we want to put her in New York or, you know, some location we can't easily get to. We'll use it for that purposes. Um, but other than that, I'm I'm not too worried about it yet. (laughs) Um, I don't think it can replace creativity. Um, I think, you know, right now it's just pulling from what exists already. Um, A lot of photographers have their own style um, that they shoot in and their own creative
0: touches that I
1: don't think can be quite duplicated yet so i don't i'm not too worried about my job yet
0: (laughs) yeah and especially i mean what you're going to be doing up there right it's probably a pretty safe niche for now for now
1: yeah 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 i think i definitely think
0: so you must know your way around photoshop pretty well yeah Yeah. pretty sure (laughs) have you seen the new generative fill thing that it does that's what we that's what we were using just last month it's crazy It's terrifying (laughs) it's terrifying you know you used to be able to like sheet a little bit of this over to right, here, right. and now you can just throw in something and say, fill out the rest. Right, right. Give me 10 variations. Yeah. That one looks best. Right. It's, it's, it's kind of
1: fun, too, though. Yeah. Um, I do like playing around with it. I haven't actually gotten into it too much just because I haven't had a lot of time yet. Um, it's still relatively new. Um, but it has been a lot of fun to mess around with, with the times that I have. It's sure. really fascinating to see what they can do now.
0: It's amazing. Yeah. And I, uh, I, I've been the tech guy for the Fort Myers Film Festival, and they did a filmmaker panel this year, and they talked about AI and film and filmmaking. Mm-hmm. And they were all very poo-pooing it as far as, oh, you know, this is an art. We'll not – you know, this will never <laughs> – and I wanted to say – and this is the analogy I'll use with you. I feel like what we have now is like a 0.5 megapixel digital camera. And saying to a filmmaker, "You think we're ever going to be able to use that to make a film?" You know, you right? Because if you would have asked a, a, a filmmaker or a photographer who shot on film if digital is ever going to be able to replace film, they would have all laughed you out of the building. <laughs> right. And now we've come that far. Yeah. So I'm trying to imagine what that means for this technology if it's expanded that much.
1: Well, yeah, definitely. I mean. Just the resolution in cameras now is exceptional. Um,
0: well, you can shoot feature films on a digital on a, on device, iPhone, which yeah. is, or, would have been crazy in the 70s. To think of, yeah. You know? No,
1: it's unbelievable. Yeah, mm. definitely. It's, really, it's been really fun to see. I'm one of those people who was sort of hesitant to adopt digital. I thought it was cheating. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I, I, yeah, it's hard to think about shooting what we shoot pr- with, pr- you know, professionally with yeah. a film camera now. It's just—it's too expensive. It's too antiquated. um, It's too slow.
0: You're just out on a limb, yeah, in a way, definitely. You know, I had this weird sweet spot where I was shooting on my Yashica, developing it at Walgreens, and I had an early version of like Photoshop Uh five. So I'd scan it in, and then I'd do some levels tweaks, (laughs) which would just make it look better, yeah, in a way that you couldn't really get. I wasn't like going crazy. Right, I was just doing a little bit of smudging, yeah. And then I'd print them up, and these photographers were like what are you doing? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, you add a little bit of contrast, I a had little that saturation. We, I had that weird little middle point where right. digital wasn't good enough yet, film guys weren't using that yet, mm-hmm. and so I made a name for myself for a time doing that.
1: I remember trying to remove telephone lines from a photo that I took on my first digital camera of lightning, and there were you know power lines in the background, And I couldn't figure out where the clone stamp tool was. I was like, there has to
0: be a way to remove these. And now you could just literally type in, remove the phone lines. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. Okay, before we get to your third song, let's talk about concerts. Yes. You've been to a lot of concerts in your life?
1: Probably not more than an average person, Mm -hmm. um, but I do really enjoy concerts. Um, I've tried to hit up as many as I can. Uh, I don't particularly like large venues. I try to hit the smaller venues, like up in um, Tampa, they have the Ritz, Mm -hmm. uh, which is a lot of fun. Um, The venue that they have up in Orlando, um, House of Blues, Mm -hmm. which is a lot of fun. Been Um, there. Yeah, we do some small local um, concerts and shows, um, some of the bigger places that come through. and. I feel like you're trying to get to the uh, the
0: next story. <laughs> no, is the next story concert related? Yeah. Oh, see, I don't know that. I don't. I don't get to. I don't. I don't, oh, okay. I, I don't know that. I don't. I have to feel my way through it. Before we get to your third song, yeah. like peak concert experience of your life. So if we could, is se- it the third song? It is.
1: Yeah. If if you want to segue into that, we can. But let's do it. Yeah. All okay. right. All right. So this this one's fun. Um, since we ended, or sorry, we started heavy. We'll end light. Okay. <laughs> the The funnest concert I have ever been to was Langerado in two thousand eight uh i believe it was two thousand eight They played out in the um uh the the seminal uh field out there they had rented it out it was going to be a three day festival like uh, where the casino is kind correct, of correct yeah, yeah somewhere out there and there was one day where the b c boys three eleven modest yahoo r e m um Benfold's 5 all these major bands were going to be playing this one specific day and my fiance now wife at the time wanted to just go that we were going to do one day that was it that's all we had and when we got there there was a traffic jam because somebody had crashed into a telephone pole and nobody could get in i mean the band the bands were still playing because there were people there but we couldn't get in so we just broke out into an all out tailgate party with everybody's cars. You know, everybody brought their own drinks. There was a gas station right there. Everybody's running in. How
0: far are you from the gate from getting in?
1: Oh, probably like half a mile. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's pretty deep in there. And we all just got out, hung out. Um, my wife is way more extroverted than I am, and she kind of dragged me along. And it's one of those situations where I ended up having a ton of fun where otherwise I would have just sat in the car by myself <laughs> <laughs> if she hadn't been there and waited the whole thing out. And being there with her in that moment, early on in our relationship, I, I, like, I just knew this is the person that I was going to be with the rest of my life. I was like, she's perfect. She made me have a great, amazing experience that could have been a disaster. We missed all the major bands. <laughs> did you get in at some point? We did. Yeah, it opened up. Um, we managed to get in. Um, and in the chaos, of this whole there's probably like 500 people trying to get in at this point somehow we ended up in the artist's parking lot i don't know how it happened there wasn't anybody directing traffic or anything and we just pulled into the first parking lot that was open and it was where all the artists were parked we could see their buses we didn't know that's what it was and we started walking towards what we thought you know was this you know general admission and we just started walking past the artists, I and mean, we walked right past Ben Folds. <laughs> <laughs> Did
0: <laughs> and, you look over
1: and you're like, uh-uh. "Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah." I, I nudged my. I was like, "This is where, where where the artists are." So I ran back to the car, grabbed the camera. And I was like, "Hey guys, let's let's do a photo." So we took the picture of them, and then kept wandering. And Modest Yahoo's playing, and we just. You know, got in with the press and hung out and watched. Because you had your camera, too. Which right. I yeah. gave you a little Big, bit of credibility. I grabbed the biggest lens yeah, I yeah, had yeah, at yeah. the time. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we watched Modest Yahoo perform from the press pit. And it, it, was, it was the greatest experience of my life. Uh, going... Uh, to a concert. It was so much fun. Huh. And we hung out the whole time just going around taking pictures of artists.
0: <laughs> were you, did you kind of stay into that in that realm? Did you like ever out yourselves as not supposed to be there? Did anybody ever kick you out? We, we got busted
1: uh, towards the end of Modest Yahoo's set. Um, I think they realized what had happened. and <laughs> They started kicking everybody out. But we, we were there for almost the whole show. Wow. Which was a lot of fun. After that, though, I did manage to um, do it the right way. And I would reach out to the tour managers ahead of time to get permission to shoot concerts later on. So I did still get that same experience, but nothing beat like getting in there by accident. That was a lot of fun. (laughs) Uh, Why this song? It was the first one that was playing when we snuck in. Yeah? (laughs) Yeah, it was just, it was playing and we we still listen to, to it today. And that's the memory that we have. It's just having a ton of fun, sneaking in getting in to see the artists, and walking up as Modest Yahoo's starting to perform that song. It was just, it was unbelievable. ton of fun. Like a magical moment. It was, yeah. It was just one of those things that felt like it was kind of supposed to happen. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Well, it's, yeah, yeah. Uh, Let's listen to it. Awesome. Michael Owen's final song today on Three Song Stories is King Without a Crown by Modest Yahoo off the album Live at Stubbs. Beautiful. still have those pics on a, on, a, on a hard drive somewhere. I do.
1: Yeah, I do. And they're amazing. Can you um, share
0: one with us? So we can share it with you yeah, your, absolutely. your episode comes yeah, out. Yeah, I'll dig it out
1: yeah. for sure. <laughs> I might have to dig, dig deep, but I'll, I'll get it. Do you archive well? I do. Yeah, I try to best I can. With the technology the way it is, it makes me nervous having things on hard drive because, mm-hmm. you know, they fail a lot now. Um, we don't print as much as we used to, so yeah, yeah, it's it, it's definitely scary. But you know, with the cloud, and it kind of helps, but. You know, sort of yeah exactly I mean,
0: let's hope <laughs> right right yeah <laughs> I actually have over the years I've moved all my stuff from one hard drive and I always have a second yep and then I when I when I you know after a few years I'll get a bigger one and I keep moving it along and there's always a double and right I've got everything in the cloud too yeah
1: the bulk of what we're gonna be moving is hard drives <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's I, just be, I bet tons and tons of hard drives yeah hmm.
0: do you and your wife's musical tastes align
1: um I'd say they Cross paths. <laughs> okay. Um, I would say that, you know, she definitely listens to a little bit more um like Lilith Fair style style stuff. Um okay. she's really into Tori Arms of Amos. An angel. Yeah, yeah. Tori Amos. <laughs> um but she has influenced my taste. She's definitely introduced me to um some of the stuff that she loves that I actually do like, you know, and vice versa. Um I've gotten her into some of my music, but I try to keep it tame.
0: <laughs> Any places where she'll say Michael, turn it off, or you'll say what's her name, Audrey. Audrey, turn it off. Are there any places where you totally diverge?
1: Where we totally diverge? Um, I I don't think I would tell her to turn her music off. Right? Yeah. No, I don't think I'd do that. (laughs) Right? (laughs) (laughs) She might tell me to turn it down, um, but I think she's the same way. We're we're pretty respectful of each other's music time for sure.
0: And your daughters, how old? She's 12. She, she just uh, turned 12. She got her own musical taste at this point. That's around the time for where you sure. start to really di- – Especially YouTube with the kids these yeah. days.
1: Um, we got her her own phone reluctantly, and she has already loaded up with her own music. Um, it, it's incredible. It's a new song or two every day. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. She'll just sit and listen to music for hours. <laughs> Anything
0: that she's uh, that you've picked up on because of her, or is she in her own head buds and so you're not even yeah. sure?
1: Yeah. Um, she has a – Good taste in music, though I can tell. I've I've accidentally heard some of her music, and it's pretty good. It's it's very mellow. Huh? Yeah, it, it's kind of very like very chill. I think she likes to be relaxed and chilled out. It's, it's interesting. <laughs> how, yeah. that, how that works. Well, it's funny because I was the
0: complete opposite. <laughs> uh, right? Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Um. Okay, we're gonna do a speed round. Okay. But first, all right. Your bio ends with that you're a huge ramen lover.
1: Oh yeah, big time, <laughs> Richard Chinqui. Okay
0: maker of the show with us Uh, he also is a huge ramen lover nice so um, he wasn't able to be here
1: oh no okay
0: but we've uh, we've got a little conversation with Richard we're gonna play out here so okay let's start
2: this up (laughs) Tara hey hey Michael this is Richard Chinqui I just wanted to know uh, I heard you're into ramen yes I just wanted to know are you a tonkatsu guy or are you a shoyu guy?
1: <laughs> you know, it's really embarrassing. I don't know what either of those are. <laughs> I'm going to be totally honest. I just love uh, a good place that has good ramen. Um, wherever we travel to, we try to find a ramen spot and we, you know, we just go seek it out and try it out. Uh, most of the ramen I eat is from Publix the <laughs> majority of the time, um, but uh some of the, the local restaurants we hit up pretty pretty frequently, like Ichi Togarashi um, uh, on third or on fifth street, that's a new place that opened up that has amazing ramen. And I don't know what they call it. It's just really spicy and delicious. <laughs> so maybe you can teach me some more about what the different ramens are.
2: Hmm. Ah, yeah. I, I go back and forth. At home I make shoyu, but uh, when I go to a restaurant, it's almost always tonkatsu. I just I haven't committed the you know, like the twenty hour boil you know, for bones yet, but I'm gonna, I'm definitely going to. Um, I wanted to ask um, if you've ever been to either Ipudo or Ivan Ramen in New York. I have not.
1: No, uh, we've hit some Korean barbecue restaurants, but not any ramen joints, joints, unfortunately.
2: They are both absolutely worth your time. Uh, some people listen to the show in New York. So if you can hear this, go down to the Lower East Side, go to Ivan Ramen, go to Ipudo, have a good time. Uh, Final ramen question, Uh, what is a non-traditional ingredient that you either put in your ramen or would put in your ramen?
1: Non-traditional. I'm very traditionalist when it comes to ramen. I I don't get too adventurous. Um, The one thing I would say about the ramen that I love is that I like it really spicy. And when I'm saying really spicy, I mean not Thai hot, but like how the makers of it would make it (laughs) for themselves. So yeah, very, very, very hot.
3: Like a triple tie, hot sort of a situation. Yes,
1: and with extra spice on the side. Yeah. All and
3: right, how do you well, feel about the ramen egg? Because the ramen egg, I think, is is really what adds that extra depth to ramen for sure.
1: Yes. If it doesn't come with the boiled, soft boiled egg, it has to be soft boiled. Um, I'll, I'll, I'm leaving.
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm out. All right, Richard. Thanks for joining <laughs> us remotely.
2: <laughs> thanks, Richard. Thanks for thanks for ramen talk.
0: Okay, speed round. You ready? Yes. Do you have a nickname that stuck over the course of your life you'd be willing to share? No. (laughs) Uh, Okay, we'll just leave it at that. When was the last time you purchased music that had physical form?
1: Uh, Two weeks ago, I picked up the new Queens of the Stone Age physical vinyl album from Joe's um, downtown. Uh, He held on to a limited edition red vinyl um, album for me. That was the last one I got.
0: So you'll be traveling to Penn State with albums and hard drives albums
1: and hard drives. Yes, yeah, we have a pretty big album collection at home. Are you taking a U-Haul? We uh no, actually we hired an outside company, hmm. not doing it ourselves. <laughs> hmm. Um karaoke? Absolutely. 100%. Yeah? Yes, big time.
0: What would be your go-to's?
1: Um are you going to be my girl by Jet and I know this is everybody's go-to, but it's a great song to sing is uh, Creep by Radiohead. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And so you let it fly.
1: Oh, yeah. Once in a while, if I'm feeling brave, I will do um, House of the Rising Sun by The Animals. Wow. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Okay. Um, If you were a championship wrestler, what music would you enter to?
1: Ooh, that's good. Um, Probably a Metallica song. That's hard to think of on the spot. Man. (laughs) I'm not speedy enough for that.
3: I always thought Enter for who Sandman belt holes would be a good. Yeah, intro that's a good for one too. A, or a theme song, yeah. Metallica, or even like Ride the Lightning, just because of how those kick and start off. I think right. that would be perfect.
0: That, yeah, okay. I'm going to adopt that. <laughs> what would your wrestler name Or would it be the same as your nickname that you're not going to admit to? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Because <laughs> I had a nickname, but I'm not saying it. <laughs> that'll work. That'll work. Um, what activities or pursuits make you lose track of time the most? Photography.
1: Yeah. And I know that's shooting cliche. Shooting or editing or all? Both. Yeah. yeah. Um, I get in trouble a lot when I'm on shoots, both shooting, and I tend to take too much time editing. Um, I'll put the headphones on
0: and I just, yeah, I go for it. Um, this is going to be a random question for some listeners, but you may know this. Do you know Vilti? I don't. You don't know Vilti? Uh-uh. Uh, okay. Sorry. Right, sorry. <laughs> now I feel bad. You look so disappointed. Oh, yeah. Well, you know John Robb, so I was thinking you might know guilty. <laughs> okay. John, John, if you're listening, John, you know. Um, uh, song you wish you could hear again for the first time ever.
1: First time ever. Um, oh, 100%. Rage Against the Machine, um, Killing in the Name of. I remember the first time where I was when I heard that. I was in a Hastings in Boise, Idaho, and that literally just blew my mind. And I wish I could get that feeling back. Hmm. Yeah, it was it was incredible.
0: <laughs> Any albums that hit you that way that you'd like to hear again for the first time?
1: Um. Yeah, you know, uh, Angels and Airwaves. Uh, they had it, it was. Uh, a, I think it was not Travis Barker. It was the guitarist from Blink One Eighty Two. He branched off and did an Angels and Airwaves album, and. Again, it just, the whole album was amazing from beginning to end. I mean, it was just, it was incredible. And I mean, to this day, I, I don't think I can get through a whole album and feel the same way I did that when I heard that entire album from beginning to end. It was, it was really great.
3: Yeah. That's Tom DeLonge. Yeah. Okay. Tom yeah. They're, what, they're on tour right now and yeah, yeah, so yeah. many people are absolutely freaking out about that sort of reunion tour going well, it's,
1: on. It's funny because I'm not a Blink-182 fan, but I liked that. Album.
3: (laughs) Yeah. They also had, there was a band, Boxcar Racer, I think it was Tom DeLonge and maybe Mark Hoppus, too, that had a whole, uh, an album that came out that was very, very emo. Uh, I was pretty into it back in the day, too. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) nice.
0: Very cool. Um, If you could broadcast a song into the head of every human simultaneously, which would it be? Mm. Again, I should
1: have prepared for this. (laughs) I've listened to the show enough, I should know. Any song the top of my head
0: remember to say um
1: (laughs) (laughs) well i don't want to be you two and put a song on everybody's iphone sorry this isn't very speedy
0: that's okay
1: we are the world by michael jackson (laughs) okay
0: that would work okay um and it wasn't by him it was by all those all of them Yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 um we had, a, we had one of our guests, a uh, photographer, uh, Kin, Kinfei Marati. Do you know Kinfei at all? I don't. He shot for the news press forever. Now okay. he shoots for nonprofits around town. And yeah, he yeah. did one of his songs, was uh, We Are the World. Okay. Um, you do have albums. So you yes. do still listen to albums. Other than on vinyl, do you listen to records? I mean, albums, Do you, or is it piecemeal and, and playlists?
1: Oh, yeah. No, I definitely listen to entire, entire albums, beginning to end. Okay. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's how I grew up listening to it. And I still think it's important to do that. Sometimes
0: a lot of people have left that behind, but I yeah. still, I still do. I still have like albums of MP3s on my phone from those days.
1: Yeah, <laughs> one of my favorite ones, listening to beginning to end, is um, Black Rebel Motorcycle Club. Hmm. All of their albums are great, beginning hmm. to end.
0: Hmm. Um, what would your 14 year old self think of who you are here with us today? Not do, <laughs> not doing sports ball. Yeah, <laughs> sports ball. Um,
1: I think he would be pretty happy with where life went um it it turned out okay Hmm. any advice you'd want to send him back study harder in high school (laughs) (laughs) so you're not playing (laughs) catch-up
0: it doesn't go down on your permanent record but it matters but it matters yeah Yeah. for sure yeah uh okay it's time for you to recommend your three people you already mentioned james is going to be one of them
1: yeah well he has to now i mean absolutely um, the other one I'd like to recommend is Matt Steve's. Um, I don't know if you know Matt. He's another photographer in town, but he's also a musician. Um, very cool guy. Um, I think he'd be really interesting to listen to because, um, you know, he's, he's played all over Fort Myers as well. Um, and then the other person would be Krista Kowalczyk. Um, she was the photographer I first worked for, um, wedding photographer that I worked for in town. And she recently started this project where she is, Restoring photos that got damaged in the Hurricane Ian. Ah. And she was recently on the Kelly Clarkson show. Huh. where they interviewed her, and I know she loves music as well, so I think she'd be really interested to That sounds with. great. We yeah. may want
0: to talk to her over on the news side of things, Maybe. Too. Yeah. yeah, she'd
1: be a good person to talk with.
0: Well, Michael, it's been a pleasure getting oh, to you. Oh, this has been so much fun. Thank, Thank you. you. for reaching out to us. <laughs> Other listeners, just so you know, Michael reached out to us, and here he is, so it's not impossible if anybody wants to propose somebody, <laughs> including themselves. Um, any final thoughts you want to you know leave well, us we, with before you said, head off to Pennsylvania?
1: Said, we had to squeeze it in before I left town, so this was... This This is really important for me, and I really appreciate you hosting this. Thank you so much. You guys do a great
0: job. Thank you for doing it. Absolutely. Thank you. For this week's Parting Tune, we're going back year to episode number 232 guest, Kiara Roman. It's one of our teen editions. Her second song was Wonderwall by Oasis, which she says she and her friend group had grown to sort of like, ironically. Her second song was about when they were on a school trip to Disney, and it was her birthday, and they were late returning to the bus at the end of a super long day.
2: So we were like running like across the entire like Hollywood Studios like campus. Full, yeah, full yeah. speeds like sprinting <laughs> across the <a> Disney park. <laughs> like feet like probably bleeding, like running into the bus. And we were like all like cranky and tired. It was like maybe like ten or something. I don't I don't remember what her curfew was. But we went to the bus and I was like, Oh my gosh guys, we forgot to do we forgot to do my, my um my birthday song or whatever. And I was like, wait, wouldn't it be so funny if you guys sang Wonderwall instead of happy birthday? <laughs> and, and then they did. And I was like, wait, can we ask the whole bus if they can play if they can sing Wonderwall for me? And we did. But like it was it was really funny because it was like the underclassmen and then us, and everybody had to like pull up Wonderwall lyrics on their phone. And everybody was like, wait, wait, no, let me pull it up, let me pull it up. And then they all like just sang Wonderwall for me.
0: Quick note before we go, we're going to be taking the show on the road next month will be on stage in the Foltz Theater at the Alliance for the Arts in Fort Myers on Saturday, September 16th. Our guest will be Terry Tencher. He's been part of the Fort Myers art scene for decades as a gallery owner, art dealer, and all-around supporter of the arts and all-around good guy. So mark your calendar for Saturday, September 16th if you'd like to come see us make the show in person. We make three song stories in the studios of WGCU Public Radio on the campus of Florida Gulf Coast University in Fort Myers, Florida. Richard Chinqui is co-creator and producer. Tara Calligan is host and online content producer. Our production assistant is Jared the Intern Gonzalez, Chris is executive producer. And our theme song was created by Dave, Dave, Dave Cowan and Stick Martin at Monkey House Studio in St. Pete. Keep listening.